Rabbis are a little confused this weekend because as I went around with the Torah, many people said, Happy New Year, Shana Tova. As I mentioned earlier, you can't make this up, but our maintenance puts out our Sidurim so beautifully every Shabbat. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but at my seat was a Machsor, a New Year's prayer book. And rabbis are confused because what do we do with secular holidays when they, co in, when they coexist with the Jewish calendar? Do you put champagne in this Kiddush cup for Kiddush and sing Adon Olam to Old Lang Syne? Or maybe the opposite, that when the ball drops, we say Shech Yanu. But we're confused. In fact, in 2018, there was a poll taken in Haaretz that Israelis distinguished between the meaningful New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and the fun New Year, December 31st, in Hebrew, known as Sylvester. But who was Sylvester? Sylvester was the Pope of the Catholic Church in the year 314, and if you read the history of Sylvester, he worked with Roman Emperor Constantine to prohibit Jews from living in Yerushalayim and also enacted some other anti-Semitic measures. And so New Year's as an American Jew is perhaps a little more complicated than we have thought. But let's take it at face value of what we think about New Year's today and that is basically a transition. A moment to both look backwards and to look forwards. A moment that we are in now in 2023 and a moment that we will be in shortly in 2024. But this moment in the Jewish calendar, literally this moment, a few moments ago we said, Chazak, Chazak, Vanid Chazak, we finished the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, and at Mincha this afternoon we will begin the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus. And if I asked you to distinguish between the book of Genesis and the book of Exodus, you could sum it up in one line. In Genesis, you would tell me, we learn the stories of individuals and their families, and in Exodus, we become a people. And while that is true, I want to offer another idea from Rabbi Daniel Hartman of the Shalom Hartman Institute. And if you like this idea, I encourage you to come back every week, but really February 9th through 11th for our Abner and Rosalind Goldstein Scholar-in-Residence, as Rabbi Hartman will be speaking not only about this idea, but many ideas he brings to the Jewish world as our Scholar-in-Residence. Hartman explains that the Judaism in the Torah exists in the eyes and mind of God, and God fantasized about a Jewish people who could be faithful to him. Hartman explains, I quote, he says, but for Jews themselves, Jewish identity has little to do with doing. Jewish identity has little to do with doing. In Genesis, all you have to do to be Jewish is to be Jewish. I want to remind you the date that we started reading Breshit, October 7th. Simchat Torah. And you may have asked yourself since then, what exactly has been the purpose of our Torah readings over the last 85 days? Genesis simply introduces week after week flawed characters, perhaps people that we would not 
present as role models to our communities or to our children? But Rabbi Hartman gives us an answer. He says, Genesis is for us to learn that obeying God's command is not necessary for Jewish identity or to fulfill the covenant. It's very anti-rabbinical. But as I said, to be a Jew is exactly that. Simply to be. And the covenant will always be there for us. Genesis Judaism is not about believing. It's not about checking your beliefs by the door. But it's about belonging to a loyal family with no boundaries and no limit to tolerance. It is a Judaism where we are embraced by God because of who we are and not because of what we have done. But that's only half the picture because this afternoon we get the Exodus story of Judaism. The Exodus story of Judaism is not only about who we are, but it is what about we have to do. It is creating a way of living a responsible life of value. That is what happens at Mount Sinai. In the Exodus story, we of course get a little about what we need to do, but that's more for the Talmud in terms of how we have to act. But it clearly states as an Exodus Jew that we have an obligation not only to be, but to do. And so now ask yourself, are you a Genesis Jew? Are you an Exodus Jew? Are you a year Jew of 2023 or going to be a Jew of 2024? But the real answer lies right now in this moment, in between the Genesis and the Exodus, in between 2023 and 2024. Because Genesis tells us that we have to, we already are part of something. But Exodus tells us in order to be part of something, you must do something. And in thinking about this murky transition between 2023 and 2024 and Genesis and Exodus, I could only think again of that transition between October 6th and October 8th. I would say many of us on October 6th were Genesis Jews. We were because we were. But post-October 7th, Many of us have transformed into Exodus Jews, asking ourselves how we show ourselves to the world. The world already knows we're Genesis Jews. We are Jews no matter who we will be. But an Exodus Jew shows the world what we stand for, what we mean. In a world sometimes, and more often than not, where Israel stands alone. In a world where it is apparent that we must be in that in-between moment of a Genesis and an Exodus Jew. Perhaps it's not a coincidence that we started reading Breshit 85 days ago on October 7th. We had to be reminded that we are part of something that no matter if we try to get away from it or not, that is part and integral part of our identity. And if it is, 85 days later, when we begin the book of Exodus, we tell ourselves we have an obligation to do, to act, and to believe. Every day for the last number of weeks, if you get or subscribe to the Jerusalem Post app, you get that dreadful ring, that notification every morning. And the notification says, these are the names of the soldiers that have given their lives for Israel and the Jewish people. 
And when I click on that and it goes to the article, it usually says name, age, and where they're from. And I can't help but to go one step further and begin Googling their names, not just where they're from and their age, but what is their Genesis Jewish identity? Who are they? And what is their Exodus Jewry? What have they done? Why have they acted? This week, we lost Shaul Gringlick, 26 years old from Renana, an officer in the Nachal Brigade. But besides a soldier, a couple of weeks ago, Shaul took a few days off of his army service in Gaza, and he appeared on the American idol of Israel. It was called The Next Star. And after the audition, he sang the song, it's called Blind Bat, by the well-known musician Hanan ben Ari. And this is what he wrote on Facebook. I quote, he says, I imagine this year differently, a year of ambitions and fulfilling dreams. Now I am living an old dream to fight for the country and we are currently in the middle of the night. A new dream and another will have to wait a bit. I promise to continue fighting for this country that I love and also for my dreams in the future. Right now there is only one thing on my mind and that is to keep fighting the darkness until we see the light. The song that Shaul sang, as I said, Atalef Iver, The Blind Bat, and I want to read you a couple of the lyrics. It begins, I am a blind bat, my life is in the dark, I sleep and my heart is awake. The next verse says, give me a thumbs up, find courage in me, see a sign because also the child that was in me is long dead. And the song concludes, if there are eyes, if you are forever, if there is a new sky, then give me your hand. This song was the last words that the world heard from Shaul Gringlich. This was a Jew who understood what it meant to live in the transitional moment between Genesis and Exodus this was a young man who understood what it meant to be part of a people to put those other dreams on hold in order to act on behalf of his people, to have dreams and ambitions, but to fight in a darkness that will one day see light so that our dreams can come true. On Monday morning, whether we like it or not, it'll be 2024. The last 85 days have turned our lives upside down. And yet over these last 85 days, we have read the book of Breshit. We have recognized that each of us belong to a people that is not going away. And most importantly, today, tonight we will begin as the new year comes in to read the book of Exodus. We will once again learn our story on its way to redemption and once again back to the promised land. And so this Shabbat of New Year's, let's embrace that transition so that we too, tomorrow evening, as the ball drops and the numbers change, we can say Happy New Year. We can say Shana Tova, Shabbat Shalom, and Am Yisrael Chai.